Blog Talk Radio. because it just kind of really doesn't fit at the moment. So we'll, we'll go with the flow. But we've got Susan Swanbeck from ATU. And now we have Caden, who's our guest co-host, guys. We have, hopefully, he'll be our guest co-host on Thursdays all the time. And we're going to do some, like, power talk here. So welcome, Caden Mask. Yeah! Thank you for filling in, dude. Going to be fun. I'm stoked. It's been too long. We got loads to talk about. That's right. Way, way, way loads. Now, you guys, like with paranormal, if you guys have any paranormal questions, you got the old broad over here, and then you got the young dude over there. So you can get like two different opinions, you know? You can get a young lady opinion, or you can get the old lady opinion. So you can always, can always call in at 563 999 3002. And you can ask questions. Or if you're in one of our chats and you have something going on paranormally, tonight is the night. Or even if you want to tell us about something weird shit that happened, call us, text us, talk to us. Because we got some awesome stuff. I found some really old EVPs. Slater Mill. I found my old Slater Mill EVP. Oh, my God. I was looking for the Freetown Forest one, but I, I think that on something else. I have those. So, Robert says hi. Megan says hi. Sheila, Sheila, Sheila says hi. Everyone. So, you were talking to me about, um, what I don't know, skinwalkers or shadow walkers. I, I guess, I don't know what you guys call them. Uh, skinwalkers. Okay. Well, you mean shapeshifters? Yeah, like the, the Navajo descendant origin skinwalkers. Skinwalkers. Okay. So you're talking about uh, Pop Wedgie. Yeah, or the... Similar to the Will-O-The-Wisp, if you're Irish. Butcher the name, but they were, in Navajo languages, uh, Nolosky. Nolosky? Nolosky, yeah. Yeah, Nolosky. Nolosky! Sorry. He who walks on all fours, or he who goes on all fours. Oh, so you're literally talking like shapeshifters, like the freaking books that I read to get out of my own head. Awesome. Yes, yes, yes. And I've always been very passionate about cryptids. Uh, I'm not educated enough to usually talk about them, but skinwalkers, wendigos, berserkers, things of that nature. I've done nice. a lot of research on over the years. Uh, what I originally thought about them two years ago is completely different than how I understand them today. Like, the longer I'm in this field, yeah. the more people I talk to, my mind's completely changed about the subject. Okay, like, so for those that don't know what Skinwalker is, what a Pop Wedgie is, and what cryptids are, how do you, got, how do you like to find them? I know, I feel like I'm interviewing you, but you're actually the co-host, so we'll just, like, bounce off each other. We'll get this. Bounce around. Yeah. So the Skinwalker... Most people, when they hear the name Skinwalker, they're going to think of the Navajo Native American. Right. It is 
that's where it originated in. It's a uh, originally it's a witch doctor or shaman. Now there's two different there's two different backstories. You're not going to find a lot about them because the Navajo are very hush hush. Mm. It's a very taboo subject. They believe that even speaking the name Skinwalker will bring on a bad omen or bad things to you or conjure one up to hurt. Right. So it's taken me a lot to even scrape what little that I have. Oh, damn. It was a witch doctor or a shaman that, you know, the first story goes that they are born, they were born with this gift to be able to shape shit. Um, You know, much like astral travelers or mediums, they're Mm -hmm. born with the gift, and over time, they get better at it. So the ones who were born with it, they would take a pelt of whatever animal they wanted to start with first. Usually it was coyotes with the with the Navajos, because in their area, coyotes are everywhere. So it'd be like coyotes, wolves, uh, eagles, crows, and like other small foxes. Yeah, because it makes sense. You think about this when when they're doing like their sacred dance, so they they wear the skins of the animals over them as they're doing their sacred dance. I don't know. Is it wrong that I'm getting this twilight fat flash and I'm I'm seeing the wolves shape shifting? I don't know. Maybe it's me. I'm, it's it's got to be a chick thing. I don't know. I, I keep seeing that. <laughs> well, you know, you know, on this story is. When they started out, they weren't bad. You know, when people hear Skinwalker, they immediately think horror, horrific, evil creature. Right. One of the stories is they weren't always that way. They were just gifted individuals. They used their gift of shape-shifting to help the tribe. So they would change into a coyote or to an eagle during uh, their hunting trips and find where the wildlife is, and they would report back to the tribe, this is where they are, so they could go get their food. Or they would sh- uh, shift into like a coyote or a wolf to protect their tribe at night from other invading enemies or the white man, whoever it may be. Right. When the white man started coming in and taking over their territory, of course, we all know that they enslaved most of the Navajo tribes at some particular time. And when they did this, they started discovering that some of these tribe members had the gift to shift. So they wanted to, they used those gifts to their advantage. So they would force these uh, Indians that were gifted, they would force them to shift and fight the white man's enemies for them or to do their bidding, basically. Now that turns the gifted individuals, that turned them very sour. Right. They're very, you know, of course, with anybody that's being forced to do anything against their will, it's going to make them very bitter. It's going to bring out the most negativity inside of them. So that's where the transition went from the gift was a good thing to the gift was a bad thing. Right. Shortly after, you know, all of that happened, the tribe members, you know, the gift was dwindling away, basically. And the remainder ones that were able to shift, they were shipped away from the tribes. They were banished because it was looked at as a bad thing because most, in their minds, most of the people who could, who were skinwalkers, they would use their gifts for their own personal benefits instead of for tribal benefits. Skinwalker, they banished you. Damn. Most walkers, even to this day, as the story goes, skinwalkers are not solitary things or people or creatures, whatever you want to call them. They right. usually are in packs. 
they're going to click together and they're going to go underground. Sheep gonna... like wolves. Yeah. 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 You know, so, Team Jake and all. Sorry, yeah. Robert. <laughs> so that's one story. The other story is that um, they basically, they were, they started off as bad. It was looked as a very bad thing from the beginning. Uh-huh. And it just worse and worse over time. Uh, so those are, the two, those are the two origins. I have not personally been able to talk to anyone from that's originally Navajo. Right. Uh, I've talked to my friends. They still live on their band lands up in Canada. But we'll talk about that a little bit later because, you know, there's skinwalkers and wendigos and berserkers and other things are in every religion yeah. and every spirituality. Basically, they're the same thing, but they're all different collectives. Yeah, because you the the um the Wendigos is um the Wendigos or the please excuse me the pop wedgies over here yeah. um is a form of it as far as the uh uh the tribe over here Wampanoag tribe uh but if you're talking Irish you're talking the Will of the Wisps so and and I think the um the other dude uh the furry one. Um, Hockamock Harry is what they're called at the Hockamock Swamp, but in other places they're called other things. They're, there's other names for just about everything. Now, have you ever yeah. run across uh, uh, anything? Anybody ever run across like a skinwalker or anything? Your internet connection is unstable. Oh, you have. Nice. Yep. You got to share, dude. So we'll, we'll get into that just a, just a quick, you know, to back up a little bit. So, you know, we were just talking about they're called different things in, in different areas. Right. You know, Navajos are in Arkansas mainly. They're just a hop skip away from us. We call we call them skinwalkers. Now, up in the grasslands towards um, Indiana and Canada, those are they call them Wendigos. Huh. Now, they're Wendigos and skinwalkers basically are the same thing. The difference is the skinwalker is a human that can shift into an animal. The Wendigo is actually a, they believe it to be a evil entity that can shift into animals or humans. Now, some skinwalkers are known to do both. They can shift into a, an animal, right. or they can, they can take the form of whoever their victim is. And they hmm. can mock, your, mock you, your voice, they can mock your friends to get you to go with them or to kill you, whatever whatever the case may be. You know, as you talk and think about it, how many of these, like, Native American traditions actually, like, some the horror movies we I've watched, I'm a horror buff, all of these things were probably based on some of, like, the ancient knowledge from, from the uh, Native Americans or even the Canadians. So, I mean, literally, think about it, guys. Think about it. That's awesome. Oh, I think I've seen your wife. Yeah. <laughs> There's a mirror over there, honey. He's got a mirror. I can see you. Almost like a romantic Maybe we can get her on for Healing Mondays. Ah, yes. <laughs> Don't I to do readings? Let's do healings together. You just got to sit there and go, oh, no, I'm just kidding. And it'd be good for you. Okay, uh, Robert White says, I'd still prefer to know Wendigos rather than Wendigos. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, so for those that don't know the difference, what's the difference? All right. So, the so you got to remember, you're in a different part, so we call it different things over here. So a skinwalker is a very high-ranking, or considered a very high-ranking shaman or witch doctor. Right. They had to be. They had to be high-ranking in order to do this. Now, I actually, it, I went through the rabbit hole and, and went to some sites that I probably had no business going to. Right. But I uncovered some videos, some documents of bits and pieces of the ritual that they did in order to become a skinwalker. Nice! Not just that, but also I came across a couple of uh, government documents, and they look legit. I'm not saying that they are. Right. To me... They look pretty legit. I mean, the official seal of the United States and, and everything. Well, I actually, I have a friend, um, you Charleston, and he used to work with the government. So he would know if it's real or not, if you want me to yeah. ask him about it. Or I could just yeah, I'll, shoot his. I'll have yeah. He's done the knowledge of the government, that one. So, third day, um, what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> We were talking about skinwalkers. Robert, I'll help you out. Uh, where where to go or when do you go? I have no idea what's going on with my phone. Please excuse me. No, go ahead. Sorry. Just my phone is going on a mile a minute here. So a skinwalker is a living human being. Part of, you have to have a percentage, a certain percentage of Navajo Indian blood. Yeah. Indian. I mean, that, that's it. So, I mean, I could never be a skinwalker. I'm pretty Ooh. sure you would never be a skinwalker. You would have to have like 60% or more, if I understood correctly, of that bloodline for you right. to be able to do this ritual. So yeah. a ritual is involved. And it wouldn't tell me everything, and I'm kind of glad that it didn't say everything, because then everybody and their grandmother would be trying to do it. Very but true. What, what it is is on the ritual, with anything that is not good for somebody, it's going to be underground. So they would go to an underground cave system or a canyon to do this ritual. Mm. It involves the person who wants to become a skinwalker. They have to have at least 60% more of Navajo Indian in, in, in their bloodline. Right. Uh, they have to kill somebody that's close to them, a close family member, which would have to be either their brother or sister, mom, dad, or their paternal grandparents or maternal grandparents. Hmm. So I had to be two Oh, uh, Megan Miller. Sorry, I was just reading the chat. Megan Miller actually sent a video over, but if you could let me know whether or not I could play that on air, and both him and I can actually evaluate it together. Um, she says uh, her seasonal campground is actually built on Indian burial grounds. That is so not good and disrespectful, by the way. I did not know this until I went hiking with my friend. We came upon a hill. I stopped dead in my tracks and told everyone to stop and not to move. Uh, they know what I could do mildly freak out, mild freak out. Yeah. They said that there are dead Indians around us. I made everyone turn around and go back. I only found out that it was a burial, burial mound. Needless to say, I refused to go to that park or campground, but my stories I could tell over the years would be ama- would be amazing. The Banshee Screams, hands down, were the worst. Yes, Banshee Screams are a bitch. I have two sisters, so I know that. No, I mean real Banshee Screams are a bitch, yeah. 
And I know they, they, they were not Fox screens. Yeah, I know that. We were actually um, chased out of um, Freetown State Forest. There was, I don't know if you, do you know anything about this area? We'll get back to your stuff in a minute. But do you know anything about, like, uh, say, the Freetown, Freetown State Forest where they had all the, the satanic rituals and uh, the killings and things like that? Not no, at no. all. Okay. Well, it's it's a part of the Bridgewater Triangle. Um, and there was an area in there that was, um, they, the satanic cult used to use the pet cemetery as part of their rituals. They would dig the pets, pets up and use their parts, their body parts in that. So I did, um, I was filming an investigation with a couple of other teams. Um, on there, and we were actually chased out by these fox. There was all kinds of stuff that happened that night. It was pretty cool. I mean, foxes and and everything else were happening. She just reminded me of that with the foxes. So, sorry. So your phone? Your phone? I'm yeah. actually just referring back to my notes whenever we we got back on the subject. Because <laughs> I've had, I have literally have a book. Yeah. Oh shit! Wow, you keep going and going and going. Hey, you should get into the cryptid. I do. Yeah. Because I'll find something new, or I'm like, well, they said about this, but that doesn't sit right because it contradicts this part. So let me try to figure out what's going on. But yeah. uh, Ken Walker. So with the rich, it's a ritual that you have to do. So you have to. um, They would have to kill somebody close to them. Yeah. And then. They would have to uh, participate in cannibalism as part of the ritual. So I'm assuming whoever they decided to kill, they brought them there with them. While they're consuming the body, you have other high shamans that are saying the ritual words during this. Wow. And then there's also talks about um, using some type of ash and herb. To rub on them, which the ash was believed to be ground up uh, infant bones or baby bones. Wow. So, wow. It, it's a very deep, dark, black ritual. I mean, yeah. it, it's extremely, extremely unnerving. And some of the stuff that I was reading, regardless on it's true or not, kind of sent shivers up my spine because if just a small inkling of it is true, that's hardcore. Yeah, I mean, literally, that is. Uh, was this well? Was it common in all the tribes? Megan Miller wants to know if, like, know. killing and eating was common in all the tribes. Uh, you know, I really, I really don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, mm. Simply because, just like we just said, there's different names all around the world for for this. Right. So I'm gonna say, and, and my intuition is kind of telling me that a skinwalker. A true skinwalker is about as equivalent as a true medium or true psychic. Yeah. Very, very rare for them to be able to do a little bit of it. Yeah, so over over a year, like with the different tribes, like with uh, the Hopi Indian tribe that, that I know something about, uh, or the Wampanoags as well, it, it's different. It, it's uh, shapeshifters. And shapeshifter, shapeshifting is slightly different where your consciousness, excuse me, goes into the animal. So 
yes, in a form you are shifting. You like fly with the eagles and you, you get the information that way. So this way you don't have to physically consume your mother, your father, or, you know, or relatives or anything, but I mean, that's different. And that's a good, that's a good explanation on yeah. the difference between walking and shape-shifting. Right. That's what I, I found out. Shape-shifting is, it's almost like you're astral projecting yep. or placing your mind into yep. that animal, you know? Yep. But skinwalking, you're actually, your body is actually changing to this animal. Now, yeah. from the descriptions on back in the day and those those government documents I was telling you about, they had one particular, um, what did they call it? It was um, subject five to something. The, the subject was a skinwalker. Yeah. And they were, it was him and they had four others. With, with the first subject, he could actually, that subject could change into a coyote and you not tell the difference. It'd be slightly bigger than a, than a known coyote. Right. And it would stay more human-like, but everything else was exact the same. Right. They noticed that over the years, when they would, if they could ever successfully capture another skinwalker or kill a skinwalker, that they noticed that they weren't able to shift correctly. They started getting more lazy with their skin. So right. now, you know, into, into the times that we have now, when we do encounter a skinwalker, they're not going to look just like a, a larger coyote or a larger wolf or a larger fox, eagle, crow. They're going to be, I mean, it's lack of a better term, it's a lazy shift. So they're going to have the long, lanky arms. They're going to keep most of their human humanoid Right. And even in an animal form, they're going to, when they walk on all fours, it's going to look like their their gait is very lazy or like they're injured almost. Their face will not fully be formed. Right. Thanks. Kind of like what you're describing seems to be very similar to like trans channeling because when when a medium (laughs) trans channels, a part of their facial feature will change to the individual or the spirit that's coming in, but you, it, that's not a complete change. So it's similar yeah. to that then. Yeah. Cool. Um, you know, in, uh, in my personal opinion, because a lot of the, the shapeshift or the skinwalkers were banished from their tribes, they were forced to live on their own. Yeah. I think the reason they're not able to fully shift anymore is because, well, I mean, number one, it's a it's a dying or it was it did. Native American is a dying culture in some in most parts of America. It yeah, they are. Culture. It's nothing like what it was years and years and centuries ago. So the teachings are different, and most people they're becoming conscious that this is not a good thing. So we're not going to teach it. We're not going to talk about what we're dealing. But then you have to think about it. they've been banished, so a lot of inbreeding is going to happen. They're going to be mixing the bloodlines. Right. It's not your bloodline anymore. So now, you know, it wasn't 100% Navajo and they could shift perfect. Now it might be barely 60% or even less than that. And they're trying to shift. It just doesn't, it doesn't mix. And I hate to use the term mudding, but yeah. their, their teams are mud is what it is. So they're not able to, to fully shift it. Right. But, you know, even, even in animal form, the, the skinwalkers, they still use very, human ways to stalk their prey or to kill their prey. Um, 
it has been over the years you can you can look up skinwalker encounters and listen to the stories and the podcast about them but there are stories out there about people going hiking or going to a cemetery going to a native american uh, ground right and encountering this thing that mocks their own voice or mocks somebody's voice that they know or these god-awful blood-curling screams that sound like no human, no animal of any right. sort and stalking. And usually these things are, when they're standing bipedal, they're anywhere between seven to eight feet tall. Damn. So that's huge, huge. Wow. And I'm going to put four, or something like that. I'm a little short, short thing. I'm five so two if I'm lucky, so. Um, our skinwalkers, mainly an American Indian thing, or, or like are they also Canadian uh, Canadian Indians? Well, Canadian Indians, from what I can tell you, uh, from my tribe, it's more of um, more of the um, shapeshifter than it is a skinwalker. So I mean that, yeah. But I'm sure there are others out there that that do it, but are at least used to do it. I don't know. That would take a lot of research. Different, different names for them. I mean, it's basically yeah. the same con- concept, a human shifting into an animal or yeah. a... Um, and the Canadian... Uh, Canadian. Canadian. <laughs> like I said, Ohio. Yeah. Uh, in, uh, that area up to Canada, that's where the Wendigos start coming in. Now, over in... Uh, Norwegian area. That's the berserkers. Yeah. Yeah. Last name Swanbeck, me Norwegian. (laughs) Viking. Sorry. Sorry, guys. That's most of our heritage. Um. (laughs) Yeah. No wonder we're nuts. So evidently, when we go off, we go off, we become berserk. That's where the term comes from. We go berserko. So explain what so, berserk is that. Yeah, so in Norse, myth, in Norse mythology, they consider their berserkers to actually be animalistic creatures or shape-shifting creatures. Mm-hmm. It is when a, they're, usually it was the biggest warriors out there. I mean, just the, the strongest of the strong. These guys would do, I'm just going to call it ritual, they would do, drink a whole bunch of potions, uh, eat certain animals that they wanted, like a bear. They would eat a bear liver or a horse liver. Whatever they wanted the strength of, that's what they ate before each battle. They would drink the potion, and it was said that they turned into this animalistic, aggressive, crazy killing machine. Yep. Most of some of them in in the Norwegian culture, it was their heart, the heart of the animal, the actual heart. They have to eat it. And you had to keep it down in order to prove that you could have the strength. And uh, over in Mexico, there's another name for it, but of course, you know, you kind of have something like the chupacabra. Yep. You know. And then uh, over in Asian, I'm not going to try to pronounce what they call it, <laughs> but they also have something that uh, it's like a skinwalker or shapeshifter, but they only shift into foxes. It's a specific word. Not going to try to pronounce it because I could barely read. It. Huh. But, but wow. Yes. So all over all over the world there are the same storyline, just different names. Huh. But said, you know, the up in Canada and the grasslands, the Wendigo, 
is more seen, it's also in Native American, it's more seen as an evil spirit that inhabits somebody's body willingly yeah. and turns into a cannibal and they have, you know, this this uh, exceptional thirst or drive to eat people that never get spilled, basically. So they just oh. go rapid. Wow. I got I got I got hair in my eyeball. Wow. Get the hair off your eyeball. Get the hair off your eyeball. Oh. So these the skinwalkers, like I said, they are uh, they're able to make animal or human noises. So they can mock any type of animal. They can mock any type of human. Right. Um, they use that to lure lure in their now they're like I said they're not solitary animals. Research over time has actually proven proven that they are. They have that herd mentality. That's that tribal mentality. They want to stay together. So if you see one, you're going to see more, usually. Yep. Um, they've been known to use bone spikes or bone spurs to that are coated in a poison to kill their their victims as well. Wow. Um, um, people have came across, you know, these big grizzly bears that are just dead, but no no wounds to them, but they would find a little bone spur in them. Oh, and they'd out and, and, you know, it would just be not in a spot that would have hit an artery and they bled out or internal bleeding, nothing like that. Oh. So they also use uh, bone dust and herb mix to poison victims. It's a very painful death, so they would, uh, in human form, if they wanted to hurt you, they would have uh, these, again, ground-up bones which make the bone dust, mixed with some herbs, and they would actually come up to you, blow it in your face, and it would poison you. And what it does is that dust supposedly puts you in such a trance state that it paralyzes you. You're not able to move, talk, right. do anything. Damn. Uh, Damn. Lyndon also says that with skinwalkers, if you look into their eyes for too long, they will actually, actually hypnotize you. So that's where a lot of the uh, you know, in the Jungle Book, the old cartoon where Mowgli's looking at the snake and she's hypnotizing him. And then, of course, in some of the werewolf movies out there, they're talking about, you know, if you stare at the werewolf's eyes, it'll hypnotize you or take over your mind, make you say and do things without you know. Yeah. And vampires! Yeah, and vampires. So that's that glamour. Yeah. Of the glamour. Do they sparkle or do they burn? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. World does not know. Love to research that. I've no idea. So you've run into a skinwalker, and that's kind of like what got you into this? Well, no. I've always been interested as, as a young little brat. Um, yeah. I've always been interested in in paranormal supernatural happenings. I would be in church with my mom and be drawing werewolves and vampires and <laughs> monsters and stuff. I mean that I was just that kid. Uh-huh. Um, as I got older, I always was more drawn to like the werewolf stuff, not the vampire kind of stuff. Right. Um I was always intrigued by it. And it wasn't until I got into a paranormal team setting back three years ago that I really started doing my research on cryptids. Um, mm. And then it wasn't until 2018 when we went to Monroe House and I was doing a deprivation, deprivation session in the basement 
that I encountered spiritually. It wasn't face to face like you and I. I was deep into a trance and right. using my third eye to to pick up what I was feeling or what's around me. That I encountered a pack of Wendigos. Wow. And that I actually have that recording. It's far too long for me to play all of it, but I can play you know a couple minutes of it whenever we take a break. If you just want to use it whatever they can listen to it while we're on a break. Okay. Um, but basically in that is we went down at the Monroe house and the Monroe house is built on a Indian burial ground. Basically. basically. Wow. Wow. Unbeknownst to them, uh, to the, to the owners now, you know, there's no record of it. There's no proof of it until, Pretty recently, within the years, they just started coming out saying, you know, that there are hundreds of bodies on that little half of an acre piece of land. I mean, just stacked on top of each other. Wow. And I don't believe that it's just Native American related, but also slave related and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So it's just a concoction of hitlers, basically. Yeah, because most Native uh, Americans, they burn their dead. You know, right. there's a, a funeral pyre, so to speak. They do burn their dead. Um, so, so if they were buried, it could have been slaves, yeah. Yeah, and, and on top of that, a serial killer. Hey, hey Don. A serial killer used to use this home as well and bury his victims in the basement. So Man, have- I'd like to go see that. <laughs> so that in an insane asylum. Yeah. That's my hit list. That's my bucket list. Yeah. It's literally just a a potluck of craziness. I mean, you got a little bit of Indian, yeah. you got a little bit of slaves, you got a little bit of serial killer, you got a little bit of everything in it. Wow. But I wanted to focus more on the Native American aspect. So I know a tidbit. Anybody that knows me knows that I used to be extremely terrified of basements. Uh, they're still not my favorite, but extremely terrified I, for whatever reason. No, no, no rhyme or reason. I was just severely terrified of basements. Huh. And this particular basement was actually talking to me and drawing me to it. And it's not very big. But we I told them as soon as we got there, I was like, I'm going to the basement. They just looked at me like I'm crazy. Like, yeah, I know. It's trust me, I know. But I want to go to the basement. I want to be blindfolded when y'all take me down. And I want you to play some Native American music to get it kind of amped up and, and see if we can pick up something on that aspect of it. Right. I just want to sit there and try to do a deprivation and tell you what I see in my mind. Because I was just trying to open myself up and just be in tune with my, my spirituality. So I just want to see what happens, honestly. Right. We get down there, and I'm sitting. And within three minutes of me sitting, I'm seeing my first preacher come out of the crawl space. Um, actually... On, on the session, you hear me explaining in full details what, what I'm seeing. Oh, shit. Solid, just smooth gray skin, which was weird to me to see that. Smooth gray skin, slight tail, almost genderless, uh, no genitalia, no way for me to see what if it was male or female. Huh. 20 ears, uh, no lips. It was almost like a, a bat. You know, it was just very, very, very small, small space for a mouth. Huh. The nose wasn't there. It was just two slits for a nose in the face, and the eyes were like um, 
almond shape, sideways almond shape. Yeah, almost like a mothman. Close, close, yeah. Yeah. So I think the same long, lanky arms. I mean, his arms were just about as long as the length of its, its torso. Oh, shit. Uh, the first one I seen, it did have webbed feet, webbed toes, because the way that it was coming out the cross face, one of its hands was going downward, and one of its feet was resting on, on the, uh, the cross face area. Yeah, and I couldn't do that. Yeah, so I'm trying to I, go down. Yeah. I'm like, I see it in that first. You know, I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying by what I'm saying, because I'm like, oh, my God, Caden, you are going crazy. <laughs> Where can you concoct this up? Like, right. What? And then, like, in my mind, I hear, um, you know, we were on a different team at that time, but I hear my team leader, Shannon, in this ear, shut up and just, you know, Say what say what you're saying. Just trust your trust your mind, trust your heart. Tell right. us what you're what you're saying. And then Alyssa's like, just shut up and tell us what what are you saying? What are you feeling? Right. So I sit there for another second, and I'm watching this thing, and it's just kind of like moving side to side. You know, it's not it's not it's not making me feel scared. It's mm. almost giving me the vibe that it's curious about me. Like, why mm. are you intentionally wanting to talk to? Um, and before I open my mouth, I see a what I perceive to be a child when they go fly down the stairs. Oh. Just, <laughs> and at the same time, I pointed. My I'm blindfolded. I'm pointing, and I have no idea where anybody's at or where anybody's sitting. I know vaguely where the stairs are, just by the way that I'm sitting. Like I'm like, all right, well, stairs are that. Because we came down there. Wow. I, I said stairs. I don't think I said it very loud. Um, and about that time, I hear them whispering, and I don't say anything. I wait for them to get done. And then Shannon's like, I just got a burning sensation on my left arm all the way across my back and on my right arm. Like, did you have a mark? She, I, don't think, I don't know if she did. Her arm was red. Yep. Like, it was red. Um, and that's when, you know, Lisette was sitting next to me. And she was like, well, he just said stairs. Yeah. And where they were sitting, they were sitting on the stairs, which I didn't know. So the young one comes down the stairs, goes up the wall into the cross space. The first one that I seen, the bigger, the medium sized one, it shoots back into the cross space. Now, hmm. this time in my mind, I'm looking directly inside of this cross space, which is just a little bitty hole in the wall. So I got them through the little ones underneath underneath the big one. Yeah. And then I feel something on my back, almost like a, a drip of water. And I, I, I do this real quick. And I was like, is, is there water? And she's like, no. I was like, okay. And I just kind of turn around, mind you, still blindfolded. I'm turning around. <laughs> And I see, I come face to face with a third, just right here in my face, and my heart stopped. Oh, Oops. shit. I mean, because I didn't expect to see two of these things, let alone three, that I've never encountered before in my life. Never. Now, you're seeing never. all these, like, in your third eye, correct? I'm seeing all this in my third eye. Shit. I, I have never officially looked up when it goes. I've never looked up. Skinwalkers, like, Intensively, just what is what is a what is Bigfoot? What is Mothman? Yeah. What is Skinwalker? This small stuff. 
you know, never in depth, just so I can tell the difference between them all. I'm like, okay, guys, well, there's another one here. And so that continues for a minute. And I'm trying to talk to them physically. I'm talking to them out loud so that everybody that's in the room can hear what I'm saying. And I'm telling them what they're doing because they're not talking to me. They're making almost like echolocation, clicking sounds with their mouth and communicating with each other. So I'm like, okay. And then it dawned on me. I'm like, okay, this is definitely Native American. I'm white. My heritage is just about as white as white can be. Right. So maybe they're scared of me. Maybe they're they're afraid of me because my ancestors or what they think are my ancestors helped kill off their people. Mm. Like, listen, when she was on king and she's Puerto Rican and she spoke fluent Spanish, I can I can speak a little bit, but not enough. Right. So like, listen, I know that they're not they're they're not they're not going to speak Spanish. But they understand that my language is American, what they're used to, and they associate that with the threat, I believe. Speak Spanish and see if that calms them down. Right. See if they come in closer, because at this time, they're starting to move away. She starts speaking Spanish, and I actually giggled because one of them, when she started speaking, like, he cocked his head like, what? What? <laughs> and he's moving forward. Like, they start moving back in because mm-hmm. With a less threatening language to them. That's what I was feeling. Huh. I'm like, okay, and I'm sitting here looking and I'm still explaining to them what I'm seeing. I'm like, cross space. Now they're on the ceiling. One is on the stairs again. Wow. All of a sudden, they all like shoot, like run for their lives. And then just a sense of, oh, crap, came over me. Like something big's happening. And I've seen underneath the stairway, I've seen the dirt cave in like a sinkhole. And I see something moving. And about that time, Shannon's like, all right, we need to start going. Something's going to happen and it's not good. And then I've seen what I, I call him Big Papa. Huge, huge window come from the ground. Big old droopy ears. Horns. I mean, he was reddish. He was old-looking, and he oh, was mad, mean, and hat. And I could hear, I guess, them stand up, like, okay, we need to go. And I'm like, nope, y'all need to sit the F down. Did you get any of this, like, what you're seeing in your mind? Did you, like, get any of it on video? Is- um, one of the girls was recording off of her phone. We yeah. didn't have the... This was before we even set up investigating. Oh, we just, damn. Like, we just got there, and I was immediately, we're going to the basement. So we hadn't set up our DVR system yet. Oh, um, shit. But she did record it on her phone. Right. We um, review it, and there's nothing physical that I can say for sure. Yes, that's exactly, that's them for sure. Um, because there's so much dust down there and the moisture from the, the dirt and yeah. all that. I, yeah. It was, I logically respectfully can't say that was definitely paranormal because there's too many other things that could be possible. Yeah. Yeah. When in doubt, rule it out. That's the way I was thought. Mm-hmm. Hey, Elizabeth. Hello, Nicole. Nicole is listening and very intrigued. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Megan gonna... Miller. Oh, crap. She says. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
I've used some choice words inside my head. I'm pretty sure I said everything underneath the sun within like a two-second span. Wow. I don't, I don't scare people, on investigations especially. If, if something's making me feel uncomfortable, I immediately go into a defense mode, and I'm like, okay, okay, you know what it is? I'm going to tell you what it is. See, it's it's the Viking thing, okay? Yeah. It's the it's the bloody Viking thing, you know? Me read the runes, me me Viking woman, me kick your ass. That's that's what it is. It's the bloody Viking thing. So that's me. I'd, I'd I'd rather die fighting for my life as I would just sitting down, shutting up and, and taking. Yeah, so, see, I'm like, the one. I'm the one too up here. I'm the one that automatically goes in. I'm I, it's like, okay, there's you know, like demonic activity. Awesome, let's go. I'll bring my shit. You know, off, off we go. We'll take care of it. You know, I always have either a reverend with me or somebody else, even though I am a reverend, I have somebody else do that because I kind of like listen to the audio to see the feedback of what they're doing when they're trying to get rid of them. And I'll, I'll do stuff like that. I get into anything having to do with the paranormal. Nice. Oh, man. I've got some awesome freaking EVP for you tonight, too. Well, and we'll definitely get into some of that. And I know Caden's got something that he's going to play as well. So we got Caden tonight. He's our guest co-host. So he's our guest co-host. He's from Southern Ascension. So you guys have seen him on before. Him and his wife were on all the time before. Um, Then they took a short sabbatical. That shit happens. Everybody takes sabbaticals, even me, and I run the network. So, you know, hey, shit happens. There's nothing else you can do. (laughs) That's right. I have the full recording. I was lucky enough to get my computer up and running just for this because I was like, <laughs> like I don't have anything. Like I don't have none of this stuff. Uh, anything from the Monroe, I don't have. So I was scrambling, and I finally found the audio from the basement. Nice. And I found the video of when I was tagged the same night. No and because shit. I wanted to play both of them because when I was attacked. The Wendigos, we later found out, what I believe to be Wendigo. I'm not going to say that they, for sure, I believe they were, simply because of their mannerisms and how they made me feel. Right. And what they told me. Because I didn't see where they were pre, uh, born this way. So that, that throughout my, you know, like dog man or something like that. Right. They were created. As soon as they were born, they were created and turned into this. And that's huh. That's how I'm like, okay, is it going to be Skinwalker, Shapeshifter, or Wendigo? And I brought my Native American map that shows me all the tribes around uh, North America. Right. And I took that and then got my little encyclopedia, looked up, just cross-referenced, and then looked up the specific tribe that it was there, which was the Iroquois and something else. And um, that's why I came across Wendigo. Like they, their folklore more or less revolved around the Wendigos. Wow. I'm like, that's got to be it. Because to answer Marinka's question, skinwalkers were born, they're, they're born human, and they turn themselves into this creature. The Wendigos are humans who have, depending on what region you're at in that area, yeah. either a spiritual negative entity encompasses them and takes over their body and uses them to turn into this creature 
or they do some very dark magic to turn themselves into a immortal, spiritual, nasty little bugger. Damn. It depends on which region or which folklore you want to go to. It's, to me, there's no right or wrong answer. There's no one-way answer because wow. we'll never – people like me and you and those listening, we're never going to know. We weren't born on the band lamps. We weren't raised up with those secrets, and we'll never know those secrets personally. Right. Very and, and that's what it is around here, like the Wampanoag. They're very protective of um, – there's like one tribe, tribe elder historian. And she's the one that holds all the history. It's nothing that's written down. It's things that are passed down from historian to historian is what it is. So. Well, I mean, in, the, in the beginning of the time, not just with the Native Americans, but also with our heritage, with Norwegians, our ancestors didn't know how to read and write. All they did was runes. They had the runes that stood for different things and different ones for binding and stuff like that. Yeah. Lost in translation. I mean, so every story that we have, every folklore that we have, every myth, every Everything that we have is started off word of mouth. Now, just mm-hmm. like that monkey see, monkey do game, as years go on, people insert little smart, you know, little bits and pieces that are different. Yep. You know, so that's all we have to go by. And unfortunately, I'm not part of the government. I don't have those type of connections with that side of the government. So I can't 100% say. Our government has been doing extensive research on these things. They are for sure, for real. This is exactly what they are because they're going to keep that hush-hush just as much as the Navajo. Because, I mean, that's the story. Yeah, I do believe that. And I think that, honestly, my opinion right now, I'm going to throw this out there. We've got about 10 minutes uh, before we take a break, about 9, 10 minutes. But I'm going to throw this out there. Where the heck is my brain going? It was just there. Okay. So what it is is because we've been from 3D to 4D and we're moving into a 4D. And I'm going to leave this here with you guys. I want you to think about this for a minute. What's happening is all of the legends that you guys have heard of are now going to become visible. All of the legends are now becoming visible. Everything. Everything you've ever watched right down to mothmans and shapeshifters and skinwalkers and shadow men and um the, the the actual shadow man with the hat all of these things are coming back around through the 4d so the cryptids and the paranormals and everything's just going to keep and just and it's, it's just going to get more there's going to be more sightings there's going to be more happenings yeah the longer that this, this universe continues. I mean, we can't, spiritually, we can't go backwards. We can't afford to go backwards because mm-hmm. the veil is thinning whether we want it to or not. These things are coming from these different realms whether we want them to or not. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're going to keep coming and they're going to keep happening. And, you know, I have recently, you know, on top of this, I've been doing more research on my extraterrestrials and not just aliens themselves, but actual Missing person cases. Um, I was reading about one from ni- or, yeah, 1959 over in Russia. Nine right. hikers went missing. Super crazy. All you have to all you have to do is look for uh, nine Russian hikers goes missing 1959. You'll pull it up. It's insane. But 
These hikers, they're not sure what they died from. Their tents were cut open from the outside. They fled in the middle of a snowstorm, pretty much naked or barely any clothes on, through this blizzard to their death. No blood, no uh, sound of an animal attack, mm. no avalanche, nothing. Yeah, there was but also... I'm sorry, but did you see there was a movie out and it was actually based on um, some true events that happened in a certain area in um, Alaska, I think it was. It was actually pretty intense. It talked a lot about the aliens, the abductions and things. You know which one I'm talking about? The fourth kind of the others. Unfortunately, unfortunately, although some some of it did have truth, the alien abduction was not true. That was a farce. Now, the missing people was true. Oh. The missing wow. person came true. But they ended up, the producers did that movie, actually found the documents. Um, they ended up being sued by the town. Oh, shit. Up. It was a good movie, though. <laughs> it, was, it was a really good movie. Mm. But these hikers, the ones that they did find, their bodies, when they did the autopsies or whatever, looked like they had been ran over by a train. Damn. Like their, their were broken on the inside. I mean, just internal yeah. bleeding. But wow. no rhyme or reason. No blood. No animal tracks or wounds to them. No avalanche. Yep. They were just mangled. Yeah. Internally. Don't know why. I do believe that. I mean, it's just because of the portals actually opening. They can't, the government can't really keep all this closed because there's too much out there there's too much happening and most of the teams are getting into the the scientific part of it like the research part of it and they're not just throwing and saying this is this this is that they're actually coming out they're actually they have more that's going on and there's more um programs and stuff in order to back it up saying yes this is not of this world this is not in the the hertz or the voice spectrum as far as this world We also have to think about, look at the world as it is today. Yeah. We are tearing forests down for paper and toilet paper and businesses. Yeah. We are this 5G, which believe whatever you want with it, but all of our technology runs off of these satellites, runs off of these unheard of megahertz that, you know, with me personally, I say I have dog hearing. I can hear a TV turn on because I hear the white noise. Right. Okay, to, to cryptids that have extraordinary hearing, you don't think they can't hear the cell phones coming or the cell phones being used or the cell the phone towers, yeah. I mean, I think we are the reason why these things are coming up from the ground, so to say, coming up wow. and starting to attack us more is because we're destroying their homes. We're annoying the piss out of them. I mean... I get annoyed by humans, so I can only imagine, you know, some things that really don't like humans. Yeah, so, I mean, there is, and there's different uh, different aliens as far as, like, the tribes getting into the aliens for a minute, but there are different types, of course. There's the ones that actually do look like fae, and yep. that's where uh, most people say fae, fairies, and, and they do look exactly like the fae. Yep. And then, of course, the city of Atlantis. If we're, we're talking about the city of Atlantis, yes, it was real. Yes, there was a lot of mysticism around that as well. So there's, there's a lot out there that 
people still cannot explain. Wow. At all. I mean, just, um, you know, going back to what you just talked about, there's a lot of cryptids that are not actually cryptids. They're elemental. They're faithful. You know, goat man. Mm. There is a case. Now, it starts with a D. I can't think of his name right now, but we had a case on it. He kind of like a troll lives under bridges usually or stays under bridges, stays near bodies of water. Right. But he's half, 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 half fairy. And when people see him, they think, oh, goat man. No, it's actually a fae. And he's an elemental. Yeah, the only reason why he comes around is because uh, somebody made a blood sacrifice to have whatever done, and he's coming to collect. So. Yeah, guys, you really should pull with what you don't get. All right, we got about three minutes, so we're going to get ready to go to a break. Hello, my sister. Hello, All right, so we're going to get ready to go for a break, and hopefully when we come back, we'll... We're going to take a look at um, Aiden's video, um, and I definitely want to play some EVP and get you guys' opinion on that as well. So, you know, just have a good jolly old chat time over here. So we are actually going to go for a break. If I could get my computer to cooperate, that would be Come on, computer. That would be awesome if you would cooperate, computer. I know. (laughs) So it's awful. All right, let's see what we got here. Which scene do I want to put on? Uh, Come on. Show me something, anything. Not that one. Hold on. That's good. All right, there we go. We'll be right back. All right, just going to throw on some tuna chair.
right, guys, in light of this music bloody stuttering, it's driving me batty. So I'm just going to come back now. You guys will be able to see us over on um, the pages I have on. Hold on a second. I have to shut our chat off first. (laughs) So then I can switch over so you can see us. You know, multitasking. Here we go. So we have some, uh, we have some awesome thing. What video? Um, he does have a, uh, I think a short video or audio. I don't know. I'm not sure which one you had. Mm-hmm. I have both. Um, I have to pull it up. So if you want to do your mine, I'm not sure if they'll be able to see on here because I can't do a screen. Share. Oh yeah, I can. All right. So you'd probably have to hear it. So, all right, guys, what, was, what I'm going to do right now is I, I'm going to let you guys hear some old EVPs that I found. I found some extremely old EVPs. I was going through them just before the show. I did upload a couple. Now, these are from different locations and and different areas, so I did manage to upload a couple. And again, I want your opinion on this. Now, um, the first one, I'm not going to tell you what it says. But I want you to listen. The way I cut my EVPs, for those that know, I will play the EVP the way it is. And then I usually up the volume on the actual EVP that, so you can hear it. So, And I don't remember because I, I loaded this one first. So let's take a listen to this and tell me what you guys think of this one. This thing should not be going. There we go. We're going to have to fix some time. I don't know if you guys heard that. Did you hear that one, or was it too much of a stutter? I didn't hear a lot, but it's very faint on my end, so that's why I'm, like, creeping forward. (laughs) It it says this floor is mine. Now I'm going to try to move my mic closer to this. Turn it up. I'll try it again. Tell me if you can hear this. One, One, you can A few of them you can hear really well. But this, to me, the words were too clear. This thing should not be going. There we go. This one we're gonna fix some time. Was that any better? Yeah, much better. All right. Yeah, I had to move the mic a little closer. Now I'll just have to yell so everybody can hear me. So that was actually Keith, uh, Keith Johnson, Keith, Kyle Johnson, actually, in the background. Uh, we got invited up to Slater Mill on a Friday the 13th thing. So we went up with him to do that. That's what that one was from. And that one is called This Floor is Mine. And I, uh, this floor is mine. It was really weird. It was. I mean, I've got a lot of, like, really, really strange ones. Um, um, the one that you guys hear all the time, of course, is Malarious, and that was at uh, Maplecroft Home. That one's really easy to hear, uh, but I want to play this one because uh, the next one, I'm going to play this one real quick, and then we'll see what Caden has, but I do have a few more, but this one, I'm not sure if she's saying it as a question or a statement because it's almost like there's emotion behind this one. It's weird. So listen and take a listen to this one. Okay. 
All right, now did you hear that one? That one, the bass on it was booming too much. Yeah. It just sounds. Yeah, it sounds better over here and with headphones, but that one was come to work. But the the way she was saying it, so and and again, my computer's stuttering today, and I don't know why. Um, but my computer is stuttering a little bit. Now, are you almost ready, or do you want me to play one more? Um, I'm going to turn off the lights, actually. Uh-huh. He's going dark. I'm going dark. <laughs> okay. So the only way that I can do this All right. is, hopefully, I'm going to hold up my tablet and turn, or not my tablet, my laptop that I have. And I'm going to play it. So just a little backstory. We were talking about when I was in the basement doing my blindfold session. I encountered what I perceived to be uh, Wendigos. So later on that night, we were outside smoking. We, you know, after the session, you could feel the energy just shifted. Like it was very malevolent. Something was mad. Um, So we did one more session in the Wiggy room. We finished up setting all of our stuff up, getting ready for the investigation. We go outside to smoke. Robert Watt that is watching is actually very familiar with this because I've talked about it so many times because it is very, it's a pivotal moment in my paranormal field and in my personal truth, my paranormal truth. Um, so where this, where this video on this show picks up is we're at the Monroe house. This is a couple hours after I did my blindfold session. Right. I was just attacked outside. We were smoking, taking a break. My guard was down. I got attacked by something. And it felt like it stabbed me in my chest three times. Now, where this video picks up is during this, this is less than we're four minutes and 30 seconds into this video. So we're six minutes past where I initially got attacked. I could not walk back inside that house. It was like a force field would not let me in. So where this video picks up is I'm able to get back in there. We're talking to this entity, which we call the puppet master. This puppet master was controlling the Wendigos. That's what we came up with. It's the one that's controlling the Wendigos. It's um, forcing these things to harm people. Uh-huh. Now, you're going to hear me talking, uh, asking questions. You'll see my flashlight that's on the table by itself going on and off as we're all asking questions. And then you're going to hear me start wincing and pain and coughing and clearing my throat a lot because I felt like, I felt a hand go inside of my rib cage and grab onto my heart. Oh, damn. And then we'll talk about that afterwards. All right. So let me turn. I'm hoping you guys can see. If you don't, at least just listen. Um, All right. Let's see. I can see me.
somebody grabbing your heart and just squeezing that the pain and the constrictness of it. I mean, that yeah, I felt exactly. it all. Yeah, I, I can imagine that. Yes, I can. Yeah. Many moons ago, that was before my blessing. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Let me turn my light back on so y'all can see me. Yeah, that was like, I did. It was definitely a couple of, now, were there two men there? Or uh, you? No, I was the only male there. There were just four other women. All right, there was another male voice in there. And it was somewhere in the in the beginning. I could hear it. Yeah, it was in there's, the background. So I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I definitely heard something else in there as well. We got a buttload of EVPs at this location, like oh, a lot, yeah. a lot. Especially during this whole scenario, um, we actually had one that, and I don't know if I, I may still have it. Um, where the very last EVP, we asked who is controlling the house or what, what is controlling the house. Right. And to us, it says it's really the Red Horseman. Uh-huh. Clear as day to all of us. I heard it first, and I let the rest of them hear it, and they, you know, a couple of them were like, I don't really hear anything. So I didn't want to plant that seed. And I was like, think biblical. You know, because that's what it felt like. Biblically, this house was good against evil. I said, thank biblical. Right. And, and listen. So Nicole did hear a male voice as well. Yeah. So, no, it won't let me play it. Ah. Uh, um, yeah, it was in, intense. And that's why, you know, ever since then, I've been balls to the wall investigating or researching these cryptids, especially skinwalkers and and uh, wow. and windigos. Now, um, do you know um, Carl Johnson at all? Briefly, but not not enough. Oh, all right. Yeah, because he he's done a lot with uh, cryptozoology, uh, along yeah. with the demonology. Um, We've uh, well, we've known him for a long time. So, um, I'm trying to think who else uh, you can put you in contact with. Um, Cody Despians, um, if he's not busy right now, he does a lot of backup investigations. So, um, I to him, which would count a lot. So, yeah. if I have something, you know, I can I I'll call him. And there's some other individuals that are within the field that are not highly known right. for. And that's the way that they want it to be. They don't want to be, you know, up on that status that, you know, I communicate and I'm like, okay, from my research, this is what it's saying, right. but that doesn't make sense to me. Can you kind of further explain or can you dumb it down for me to understand? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. When my son is actually, are you kidding me? This is my son texting me in the middle of a show. Don't you love kids? Um, so, um, what is this? Uh, no, I can't. No. Okay, wait a minute. Sorry, guys. On live show. Wow. Sorry. You walked him, walked him in. Damn. Sorry, Paul. You walked him in. Damn, I'll tell you. Um, I totally spaced out what I was saying. Damn. We're talking about um, 
the people in cryptozoology. Yeah, there was a couple people, and um, like I said, we have we have like different terms up here, and I noticed that when I when I was doing a show once on um, cryptozoology, I can't remember this guy's name. He's not really well known, but he has a lot of knowledge. Um, And he shared a lot of knowledge, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he literally sent over a couple of, oh, I might have that on my computer. Yes. So, and I might have it on here somewhere. Um, There was a couple things that I actually shared on cryptozoology that gave an explanation of the different terms he actually sent over. Uh, let's see if I can actually find that because then I can screen share it. Hold on. Is it in here? Is that it? I'm trying to see. See, my computer is a little possessed. No, that's definitely not it. Yeah, it was, oh, it would be with ATU shows. Um, yeah, he was, um, I can't remember his name. This is driving me batty. Um, but he had like long hair. And I know he wasn't from this area, uh, but he shared quite a bit of interesting information, and I can't find that chart. It was a chart that he sent over that actually explained the differences because of, like, some people call, like, Bigfoot, and then, then we have Hawk Macari, and then we have, like, so many different names for everything. Even, like, what you're talking about as far as the skinwalkers. And, damn it! See, when I want something, I can't find it. <laughs> Of course, and it's an it's it's on my jump drive here somewhere. So I don't know. The whole thing is just whack, but it really did give detailed explanation of, about the differences. And nope, nope, nope. That's Slater Mill. That's who's that? Uh, what's this one? Hold on. Is this it? Nope, that's video. Can't very well do that. Um, did I put them on a... No. Yeah, I've got I've got a lot. This is like two terabyte or four terabyte jump drives, so there's a lot of crap on here. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, the cemetery. A lot of people, you know, like I said, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of stories. There's a few... Yeah. legitimate research documentation here, there, and yonder. But, you know, the same question is, well, if you ever encounter a skinwalker, you know, how do you kill it? Ah. Fortunately, you know, not not easily. You try to, you know, like, well, if I go into the woods, I'm going to carry an M4 or my 38 Special or whatever, and I'll just shoot it and kill it. No, you're, it's not going to work. You're just going to no, piss it off. Um, because although... These things are considered humans. They also have a high-ranking spirituality about them, so they kind of operate on both planes, not just the physical plane, but the spiritual plane as well. Right. So, you know, our weapons aren't just going to work. They have to be specialized weapons, you know, and I'm not talking about Hollywood silver bullets. Um, Part of my research came across that... The white ash that's used in their ritual for them to become a skinwalker can also be the same thing to kill them, which is a very extreme thing. If you're comfortable, I'm not with it. But if you're comfortable grounding up human remains powder 
into a powder and coating your bullets in it. Right. It said that it won't just kill them. It'll actually wound them. So when they go back to human form, right. you'll, you'll be able to kill them in their human, not their animalistic. Oh. Um, oh, it's, it's also said that you have to go to a shaman or you right. can go to a shaman who's known to specifically battle these physically and spiritually. Yeah. You have to go to a Navajo shaman. Yeah. Or, um, the hardest one, but they said it clearly is the most effective. Is if you're able, if you're able to come across the skinwalker, you are to speak its true name. So if I was a skinwalker, yeah. you would have to say my name, my full name. Like I know who you are, and that supposedly, you know, sends me away. Like I'll get scared because oh crap, you know my identity. Right. Off so I go. Like um, like demons. When you know who the demon is, that gives you. The power and the right. control. It's trying to right. find out who it is that you're actually dealing with is what it is. Sorry, my dog was having an anxiety attack, so I had to pick him up. Yeah. I'm I'm his I'm his support human. Um <laughs> feeling So yeah. You wanna say hi, Otis? Odie? Say hi. 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 Yeah, Joe came in and didn't pat him, but yeah, Nicole actually heard the male voice um, as well. So, mm-hmm. and of course, my sister Mary and my baby sister goes, eek! <laughs> yeah, certainly. I was doing a whole lot of eeking when it happened. So, the first time, I mean, I, I'm not the type to get freaked out really over anything. And it's yeah. really weird, but the way that I hear things and like the way your wife hears things is like different and you're starting to do that too. But so the first time I heard a live EVP, it freaked because yeah. I'm not used to hearing it with my ears. I'm used yeah. to hearing it, you know, different ways of what's going on yeah. and what's being said. So the first time I heard it live, it was like, <gasps> scared the hell out of me. So See, that was maybe the first time I heard it actually in my ear, not just through an EVP that's been pre-recorded, but like actually in my ear, like, yo, I'm like, oh, hey, okay, hmm, <laughs> that's different, okay. Yeah, it, it was, it was really weird. Uh, there was a case, um, and it's kind of an ongoing one, um, that has an open portal. You know how many people have been in there trying to close this thing? Yeah. It, like almost next to impossible. It's really weird. Um, the portal is really at the point where you can see the farmhouse through the portal. Like those that are given, you can see the old farmhouse. Huh? Is it a vortex or a portal? It's a little bit of a both. Yeah, okay. There's a lot going on there. A lot, lot, lot well, going on there. Maybe move your mic back towards you. Oh. Why did you want to hear what I was saying? Yeah. Oh. So, I'm so yeah, I'm so used to everybody, everybody hearing what's going on. But no, this house is, it's a very active house. It's ongoing. It's been ongoing for years. And um, there was another one too. But in this particular case, it's, there is literally in some of the photos, I wish I could find them. In some of the photos, you can see two different timelines. Huh. Because I take full spectrum 
and I do infrared and DVI, the whole DVI system and wow. everything else. But I like to compare the two colors and I do like baseline shots of what everything looks like with the lights on before everything goes out. That way I got a comparison. So in one of the photos in like the living room, which you walk through like a living room and in that particular like living room, dining room area, there's a column there that doesn't exist. So, yeah, a whole column does not exist. And we're talking an old column. Yeah, really old the way it looks. And it's like right in the middle of of the living room. And I can't say the gender either. So, and that was pretty cool. Oh, is this better, Sheila? Can you hear me now? I am here. Sorry, Sheila. I'm just laughing. Um, it's me because I, I moved the mic away, but yeah, this, this, this portal was, oh my God, a portal of vortex. And then that's like in one area, I think is like that, like a time loop type thing going on there wow. that's open. Then when you go in the basement, that's when, that's when you get the path actually coming through. So I think maybe that's the, uh, one is the portal, one is the vortex. That's one area of the house. Then when you go up to the attic. That's where all the demons like to hang out. So it's like levels. It's a levels upon levels upon levels in this house. And of course, it's next to running water. Does that says it all? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Robert. If I'm too loud, you got to yell, yell at me and tell me. Robert, am I too loud now? Up now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. Sorry. Um, yeah. yeah, I was watching Scarface, and I got into these other old movies. Oh my God, I watched The Godfather. I could not. I could not stop. I, I just like I was like, and and I wouldn't sit down and watch this with my husband. And you know he's gone, and I'm like, oh wow, this is pretty good. So I bet you he's up there going, you bitch. <laughs> I swear to God, that's what he's doing right now. So that was a really, and that's been a very intense case. I mean, there's been um, demonology experts uh, that were brought in. There's reverends that have been brought in, and we can't seem to contain this because, and of course, I have the Indian Wiccan background, so all of that, literally everything, and it's very been very hard to try to contain, and I mean, literally took years to try to contain something like this. And then, yeah, and then Slater Mill is another place that I've been. Um, And again, I don't do a lot of like the the group investigation type things because, yeah, empath, it drives me nuts. So I'm always away from everybody. Yeah. 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 So, and and, yeah, and that's why it's like Michelle got so used to be in front and center when we go places because. I can't. I, I'm feeling everything. So it's like, dude, I can't focus on anything. There's too many people freaking out. So I go with that. Is this place, I mean, is the portal still active now? It's just contained? Or did you finally get it closed? It's not closed. It's contained. Okay. There's still a problem there. Still. There's still an issue as far as I know. Um, I've had other teams. Yes. I've had other teams in there as well. I have had. Yeah. That's why, you know, Robert, when we first went to Monroe, 
uh, him and Alyssa, and we had another person at that time, Cody, which yeah. his astral plane came in like the White Walkers off Game of Thrones. I mean, he just came in. <laughs> but, but Robert actually helped Alyssa shut down 29 or 39. I think that's 29 portals. Yeah. Just at house. I had I've I've been to places where I've been told that there's portals. Right. I've been to locations where I didn't know that I walked through a portal and I would talk about how dizzy I got all of a sudden very sickly. Yeah. And she well you just kinda walk through walk through one, so Yeah. It's like when I walked walked through that pillar I ended up with a headache. It's like I felt like I banged my head or something, like I walked into a wall so to speak. And that that was freaking freaky as all hell. So that was the weirdest one. That was like the weirdest one. And then I've had, I mean, I've been around, um, the, of course, the, the occult murders. I've done investigations over there in the Freetown Forest with them. Um, also, um, the, another part of the occult with the animals, I've done that. Um, I think and there was a couple of, oh, my favorite, my absolute favorite was um, this house was a part of the Underground Railroad where the Whoa. slaves were, and they still had the tunnel for, to, to get them in. Oh, my God, that was into, that was my favorite one of all times because there was so much, um, like, people really wanting to, like, share and get their names out there. And, you know, we tried, we didn't make it, and, and that was, like, my favorite one of all times. That that was pretty cool. What about you? Have you had any? I know you guys had a lot with all the portals and, and everything else going on in the Wendigos. And I get more of the weird, creepy than I than I do of the um, the cryptozoology part. I get a lot of like um, the demonic type things or the negatives is what I call it. Because to me, most of them mm-hmm. are just negative spirits. In all honesty, yeah. most of the pieces that we get. Ninety percent of the cases that we get is more um, healing work than anything. Yeah. They think is in their house, which all it is is you know, part of guys them manifesting their own uh, trauma or their depression and yep. it's causing some activity. So it's mostly us going in. We're just cleansing their home and we're working with them one on one. That healing aspect. So. You know, I go through and I walk them through a cord cutting session, and Alyssa comes in behind with her mediumship and yeah. just dream walking and helping them interact with their younger self or in this particular situation to begin the healing process. Yeah. The other 10% is mostly the cases that other teams do not want. So that's going to be the ones that where they label it demonic, where right. they label it uh, negative, things of that nature, because we're either crazy or stupid, I'm not sure which one we are, enough to do. Rachel says, Rachel uh, Marshland says, you look different somehow. It's the hair. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got his hair out of his face, so to speak. I'm letting, I decided that before I go completely bald, I was going to let my hair grow out one more time. Um, oh, there you so go. I, I want to pay tribute to my to my ancestors, so I will have Viking braids within the next eight months. Nice. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Oh. One more time. It's fire. Yeah, so I mean there's there's been a lot of weird shit. A lot of weird shit. And and 
Oh, nice. Um, that one's in honor of my spirit animals. So all of my spirit animal totems will be on my chest. Nice. Very I'll nice. Think so. I think yeah, so. so. Maybe you should get Thor's hammer. I'm going to hopefully get his probably on the back of my leg because, you know, Thor is the god of farmers. Yep. I grew up with so, yep. Thor. Uh, that he's actually, you know, at first I was more drawn to learning about Floki. And learning about uh, Balder and Frey. Yeah. Now I'm back to what resonates with me, and I keep getting pulled back to Thor and Freya. So mine is Odin. It's always been Odin. Odin will always be my, my greatest. But as far as you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, Thor and Freya, who I who I'm learning about right now, and who yeah. I'm being more drawn to. Um. Uh. Don't hurt me. Are you having a brain fart? Yes. You know, they're catchy and you're 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 chilling with an old lady, so it's it's catchy, I'm sorry. You know why I like Thor? He looked really good in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the actor he was a good looking dude, not gonna lie. Damn. If I ever imagine what Thor would look like, you know, in in, in our time right now, yeah. that would probably be Oh, definitely. I thought he did really good with Odin, though. Yeah. He did, he did a pretty nice actor. I would have loved if they would have brought in Frey and Freya and Boulder and more of the brothers and sisters in there. But Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's in, in the future. So, uh, where do we go? How? Okay, how are you doing? Replying to Robert. Oh. Okay. Everybody's cool. Awesome. I'm trying to read this at the same time. He's doing Kojak. Who's doing Kojak? Robin, who's Kojak? You know Kojak? <laughs> ah. Yeah, see, my chat thing goes yeah. is what it does. But yeah, so I mean, as far as like stories, my favorite is the newbies too. Yes. See, my daughter-in-law wanted to come on an investigation with her best friend in the worst way. She hates the woods. So I took her to Freetown Forest, which is the woods. (laughs) (laughs) Try to get them to walk through the woods and every noise and and I've got the live the live headset on so I can hear the EVPs live. So I've got that on so I can hear them live on on the headset and they're following me and literally she's clutching to me like that. She's just Oh my god. Yeah, she's like she's just like and then I says I I says I can feel somebody here. Can you tell me who's here? The guy, I forget what the guy said. I think it was Dave, David, Drew, something. I don't begin with a D. And I said, okay, David. I says, well, why are you here? And then all of a sudden, a branch in front of us moved. That was it. She was done. Done. She was done. Yeah, she left. But she tried. Oh, I give her that. She tried. She tried. But that, that was cool. I got some of that as well. So she does a really good, I think, uh, with the EVP, as long as she's not walking through the woods. But see, I'm so used to looking for an explanation, looking for animals. 
and things like that. Because you, you got to remember when you're in a controlled environment in a house, it's really kind of a little easier to say, okay, that was dust, that's moisture, it's humid, that sound was this, that sound was that. But when you're outside doing something, there's so many variables. There really is a lot of variables. And then like like the like the Bridgewater Triangle thing we have around here, you you guys got to come and investigate that sometime, because we have the the Hompanox the Hop. Hockamock Swamp. Please excuse me, people, for pronouncing that wrong. That is awesome. We have a lot of cryptozoology in there. Then we have the red-headed truck driver on um, Route 44. We've had areas like like the next town over, which has a lot to do with like the alien aspects as well. Now you're going to talk as far as the ley lines and the negative energy that was created by uh, the Freetown East State Forest. Now you're coming into some other things that happen. Now, the ley lines actually go through a cushionet, and nobody's hit there yet. So there's some stuff that happens along the cushionet River, too. So there's a lot of places around here that just have, like, all kinds of stuff going on all the time. So it hits the houses along the way, and that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of teams get real busy. Yeah. Yeah. So do you guys have, like, um, hey, River Stage, how you doing, honey? Do you have uh, a lot of lane lines up there? Actually, no. Um, I have huh. a software that's on my computer that shows me all the natural ley lines. Right. And, and, and Mississippi, we have four that go through our state, but only two intersect and is down south. Oh, yeah. I've actually been to that location. Not a lot of paranormal activity, surprisingly, in huh. that little area. Wow. Um, it's more or less like 40 to 50 miles away from it, which huh. that's where uh, Vicksburg and Jackson is. So you have a lot of congestion. You have a lot of battles that happen in that area as well. Yeah. But you also, you know, Vicksburg was a focal point to a lot of uh, witch trials, to my understanding. So Salem, been there too. Love the energy of Salem. Absolutely love it. I and mean, I really think like, that's the reason why Southern Mississippi has so much more energy than Northern Mississippi is because right in that part, you're literally two hours away from New Orleans, Crescent City itself. Yep. So that you know, makes sense. Yeah. That, yep. that yeah. Cause you have to remember it's like, I don't know if it happened down there, but like up in this particular area, um, the river that we actually had was altered for businesses because that's how they used to, run their businesses, the spinning wheels. That's how they got things to move back then. So some of the original rivers were actually altered from where they were, but yet still the underground streams are actually still running. So, yeah. So I don't know. That could be it too. It could be energy could be running by the river underground, which a lot of people don't know about too. Right. Yeah. Sorry, my phone went black for a second, so I was trying to scroll back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yeah, I've got two computers going right now because it just puts too much on one. So I've got the the chat over here and everything's running over in this one. So that's why I keep going like this. That's why I keep looking down because I'm like reading the comments. Yeah, so you're you're the bobblehead in the car and I'm the one that's going, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. All right. 
Damn. I mean, we only have 17 minutes left. What? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. 17 minutes. That is it. Only tonight. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wicked flew by. Wow. Mm. We The Caden goes bald. He will be the Kojak with the lollipop. <laughs> That's from Robin. Man, um, if okay. I go bald, I'm getting a wig. Yeah. Hey. I am. I'm just, I will be 30 next month. You poor baby. I have a kid your freaking age, okay? Please. I, I, other than uh, <coughs> Madison, who I think she turned 14 this year. I think like me and Alyssa are probably the youngest. I know we're the youngest for sure in our area. Right. Uh, but I haven't met any other investigators that close to our age. Every time we meet a team or meet individuals, right. they're like late 30s, early 40s, even in their 50s. And I'm just like, meh. Okay. I, I guess I'm even in the 50s. Yeah. We'll, we'll say that. <laughs> well, I don't know how old you are. 55. Well, you don't look it, man. You look bad. 55. That's because I come from Vikings. Sorry. Tonight I'm Vikings. No, I actually, I do have, um, I have the Native American. I have the Norwegian. I've got the Swedish. Um, my father was Swanbeck. His father, was it his father? Yeah, I think it was his father that came. Was it his father or my father's father came over on the boat? So, and then they come from Ireland and England, and my family fucking got around. I'm telling you, Canada, France. <laughs> huh? You're a mutt like me. Oh, hell yeah. I'm pretty much a mutt everywhere. So, yeah. I don't know my wishes on my mother's side very much other than straight European. I mean, European. You know, that's, that's what she does. On. My biological father's side, we are German, mainly Norwegian, we're mainly Norwegian, and then German, and Irish, and Scottish. Yeah, well, okay. All right. French, French, from France, uh, related to French royalty, um, Perrin in Canada, which was one of the first families there. Also in Canada, that's where the Hopi comes from. Then I have um, Irish, of course, from Ireland. Uh, that was Casey. And then England is Holmes, English, Holmes. Uh, let's see. And then uh, I'm missing something. Swanbeck, Sweden, still have relatives there. Scotland, I forget the freaking tribe I was actually from. So French, Irish, English, Swedish, and Indian, two different Frenches, Scottish, you know. So I'm a fucking mutt. See, I wanted to, I've gone back and forth. I really want to try, like, the ancestry DNA thing. Yeah, well, I was lucky. I was lucky because my aunt did the Swandeck side. My cousin, Jason, did the French side. So I have relatives on there that are just kind of filling in all the blanks for me. It's awesome. See, and mine, mine could care less. They're like, whatever, we don't care. And I'm like, I do. I want to know. Like my dad supposedly says that on the on the Norwegian side that one of our very long distant relatives was a um, 
wasn't. Viking? Well, he wasn't Viking, but he was um, very well known, basically. He's very well known. He wasn't necessarily an earl, but he was very prominent warrior. He was, ah. he was very, so. The bloody pagans. <laughs> the bloody pagans. Those heathens. Jeez, I could call either heathens or anything over there. Uh, that's what it is. Damn. Uh, that he is um, a quarter Chessie Indian, which made his dad half and his mom was full-blooded. Like, straight off, wow. straight off the teepee. Uh, yeah, I, I got enough Indian to fit my baby toe. So, yeah. You know, growing up, I always was into, you know, cowboys and Indians. I was always Indians. And my granddad <laughs> gave me my Indian name. He actually called me Toucan. So that's Toucan. my Indian name. <laughs> Okay. Well, I suppose that's a little better than strawberry soup. No, it, it, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I grew up thinking that I, was, that I was Indian my whole life until I was 16 and found out the truth. But yeah. I still think that was to them because although it's not in my blood, it's a part of me nonetheless because I grew up with those teachings. I grew up with, yeah. you know, thinking about all, all of it. And it still, it still resonates with me and I still gravitate towards it. But that's why I'm just chaotic by nature because I draw from everything. Yeah, pretty much. And that's what it is. I'm more eclectic. I don't really stick to one uh, particular thing that's actually going on or Toronto wine. (laughs) Tomato wine. wine. Boy. He said strawberry soup. He said or tomato wine. Yeah, okay. Tomato wine. Tomato wine. Ah. All right, let's see if we can maybe play another one here. Um, this one I think you can hear, I hope. So let's find out. I'll play this one for you before we go. I'm not going to tell him what he says, but I can tell you that it's a cute little voice. All right, now did you hear that one? I mean, I can hear that there's another voice there, but yeah. the bass is booming. I can't yeah, make it's, it out. It's a really, it's really, really difficult sometimes to cut them and then playing them through this and then trying yeah. to play it over a speaker on a live air is not. But everybody's heard this one and everybody knows what this one is. I mean, I keep this one on, and um, that was actually another one from the Slater Mill Factory. Um, that there was that's the old factory where the kids used to run under and um, pick up the the line that used to go so there were a lot of kids murdered back then there was slave labor but um, this one actually came from um, the uh, Maplecroft house Um, we were called in to go help when they actually purchased it Uh, so we were in there way before the trial panel by the way Um, so this actually came from there and this is Lizzie Borden by the way yeah, that one's loud. Yeah, like. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's malarious. I actually had to look that word up. So, and and what she was doing. Yeah. Yes, malarious. Yeah, I actually, I had to look that word up. I had no idea what it meant. Uh, but you got to remember Michelle. Yeah. Okay. 
you know how you have those old-fashioned phones where you talk into one side and you put your ear, you pick it up and pick your ear, not Michelle. She had the earpiece in her mouth and the mouthpiece in her ear. And meanwhile, I got this on video too, by the way. So I've got this on video. So, yeah, Lizzie Borden, literally that's when she called her malarious because she was trying to have a conversation with a ghost by using a prop the wrong way. So, but we also got manipulated. They have chandeliers in there, like the original chandeliers. And I also got the video of the chandelier. Only one of the glass chandelier pieces was moving, just one. All the others were. That was pretty cool, too. But that was at Maplecroft. It's pretty interesting. Tomato wine. Blah! Just gross. It's totally gross. We got about eight minutes left. So, you got any words of wisdom for people? Well, I don't know if it's wisdom, but I got plenty of words. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Shoot. We got eight minutes. I I don't know. I mean, I'm just like, I got plenty of words. I'm a talkative person. <laughs> but during these shows, I'm very talkative. And people that meet me in person are like, you talk so well. You don't talk in person. Like, every time you're on a podcast, you're just talking away. And I'm like, well, no shit. It, I'm on a podcast. podcast. You got to keep talking. You can't talking. stop. Um, no, I, I get that. I do get that. So Robert yeah. works with you. A lot and does because uh, I know he's in Australia, so he does um, the remote viewing long distance. Then he helps us in quite a few cases when we have to deal with extra traveling. Um, he was actually intentionally, unintentionally, one of Alyssa's mentors for astral traveling and healing. Um, you know, Alyssa, she talked with a lot of different people of all walks of life who could yeah. astral that we both trusted or we just felt were the real deal. Yeah. And Robert was just there from the beginning. I was always gravitated toward, towards him, and I'm like, Alyssa, he's legit. Like, you need to talk to him. And, you know, we would watch him, and then we would talk to him, and he would. He has always came in. Robert has saved my ass more times than my own wife has, I'm pretty sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have a no. question. Uh, let's see. Uh, McKenna. Oh, my God. Marinka. Thank you, what you said. Yeah, new glasses. I'm getting used to them. She went out of course. I can give you my first experience with a ghost, and you can give your first experience. She wants to know what was the first experience you had that made you believe in ghosts. So that to me, that's two different things. I have a first experience, and then I had one that actually, yeah, okay. Fortified or validated. Yeah. So what's yours? What's yours? Well, I want to hear yours first. Oh, okay. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, when I was about four and a half, was that four and a half or three? Uh, my best friend's name was, uh, I called her Jenny. Um, but she had a, a longer version of the name. Jenny was just easier. And I used to talk to her all the time. And I didn't realize she wasn't a live person until I came home with a Barbie doll car that I won on a TV show my mother put me on and the car was going by itself and it freaked the hell out of my mother uh let's see that that that's I, I just shoot to me she was just a friend and then uh growing up uh we had a resident ghost 
So, I mean, it was pretty quiet on and off, seeing people normal. But when you have a resident ghost in your house that sits in a rocking chair, and I had some, like, um, Maine Coon pure white cats. We had two of them. And you can see the cat's fur from her. Mrs. O'Leary would pat the cat, rocking the chair. So the cat is hovering. Looks like, you know, if somebody was sitting there, it would be sitting on a lap. And you could see the fur. I mean, my sister Mary, Kimberly's seen it. I'm not sure if Mary's seen it. I don't know if she's still here. But, yeah, this is Mrs. O'Leary from A House and a Cushion It. And that's why I feel that some of the ley lines, because of the way the river was, the river runs underneath. And I know it goes through the Freetown Forest where all that negative energy was. Um, Really close to also Anawan Rock, where they found Anawan with his head on a pike. So there's blood on the land all there. And that travels through the river. So, yeah, I really feel that over in that house, which was really close to the river, it could have had maybe a tail end of a ley line or something. And she was just there guarding it. So no, that's mine. What's yours? Did you always believe in the, did you already believe in, in the spirits before this? Before like Mrs. Have- O'Leary? Yeah. Uh, yeah, when I, when I, I talked to, to dead people when I was a kid, and I used to tell people what they told me to tell them. And then everybody looked at me like I was the freak, so I kind of closed my mouth up for a while. See that? Much like me, I've never, I never spoke to spirit as as a young time. Yeah. But subconsciously, I always knew that the universe was a lot bigger than what I was being taught. Yeah. Uh, it's not that I had Bible proof. I didn't have my own personal truth until I was seventeen, going on eighteen. Oh, wow. When I was my first um, negative entity, like, of course, my look, I couldn't just have Casper the Friendly Ghost. I had to have freaking Lucifer's messy sister, <laughs> you know. Wow. But, yeah, I, I dealt with a negative, negative entity right off the bat on top of a very pissed off, um, they called her a white witch in my area. She was very nice, very, very loving lady. Right. But if you make her mad, she was ruthless. And apparently, underage drinking and being a hooligan like I was at that time <laughs> made her seriously mad. Uh, so I kind of got tag teamed on that whole situation. I had, her name was Aunt Pearl. It was actually my landlady's aunt. Oh, and wow. I was Aunt, Pearl, Aunt Pearl, and I had the negative entity that haunted me and tormented me for eight months. So you were physically attacked with Mark. Then you had like marks on your body. You couldn't explain. I had bite marks, scratch marks. Damn. That was the time that I started lucid dreaming. So in my dream, I was actually in what my mind or what my spirit perceived as hell, which is not what we all think about. Wow. Um, it's what I guess my personal truth or inner self told me hell was, and I could feel the. It, it, it wasn't scary per se, like scary looking like flames of fire and all this. It right. was an open field or open mountains with housing and an elevator in the middle of it for whatever reason. Uh, and you spent seven years at this location doing whatever you want. So you could, uh, if you wanted to smoke. smoke oh, my God. We got 90 seconds, dude. 
90 seconds. Oh, my God. I'll tell you what. That was like, it was like having a blast through the past of all the things that I literally used to do. And then I just looked at how much information I still have to go through. And, Caden, I want to thank you so much for being the guest host tonight. And you are more than welcome to come on next week if you want to. We'd love to have you. Uh, We. Okay, yeah, that's my dual personality. Don't forget to check Caden out on Southern Ascension right there on Facebook. If you want to get a hold of me, you can go to atunetwork at gmail.com. Go to atunetwork.net. And don't forget to check out on Facebook, our Crystal Sales, my Crystal Sales, which helps support the network. Sooner or later, I'll figure out one or two people. I don't know. (laughs) One or the other. All right. So that's all we've got for today. And again, thank you guys so much. I want to say bye. You want to say bye? Bye. And I'm available next Thursday if you would like. Awesome. Awesome.